Frank, what you eating? Hey, Sabrina, I'm eating my favorite sandwich, peanut butter and hot dogs with marshmallow fluff on challah. Oh, really? Oh, it's amazing. You have got to try it. You know, I think I'll pass this time. By the way, you you have some schmutz on your face. Some some what? Schmutz? Smush? Are you calling my face smush? Are you saying I look smushy? No, no, no. Schmutz. Like the Yiddish word for dirt, it looks like some hot dog bits got stuck to some marshmallow fluff on your cheek there. I have no idea what you're talking about, but I think I'm offended. You know, Frank, I think you could use some more time at Hebrew school. Uh, Should we meet today's contestant? Do they serve hot dog sandwiches at Hebrew school? Hebrew School, the game show for really smart kids who want to show off how much they know about all things Jewish. I'm Sabrina. And I'm Frank. And here with us today is the one and only Tessa. Welcome. Hi. Hi, Tessa. We're going to hit you with some rapid fire questions. Okay. No wrong answers. You ready? Okay. What is your favorite Jewish holiday? Passover. Who was your favorite teacher you've ever had? Probably my fourth grade teacher right now, Mrs. Goodnow. She's very nice. Got any summer plans? Going to camp and then going to a beach house with my grandparents, my mom, my sister, and my aunt and uncle, and possibly their dog. Ooh, if you could go anywhere in the world, where would you go? Probably back to my camp, because I haven't been since 2019. We have one final question for you, and it is truly epic. Sabrina? Tessa, you know the Ten Commandments, those super important rules that everyone in the world has to follow? Yeah. Okay. If I had the power to make one more commandment, one more rule that no one could break, it might just be that no one is allowed to eat anything as gross as a hot dog, peanut butter, and marshmallow fluff sandwich. Um, okay. But this isn't about me. It's about you, Tessa. So how about it? (sighs) If you could have everyone in the world follow just one more commandment, Mm. what would it be? I'm going to say... Everyone should have exactly one stuffed animal they can cuddle at all times. I love it. Oh my gosh. What a wonderful answer. Well, here's the deal. No matter what kind of school you go to, you are always learning new and amazing things about being Jewish. We want to see how much you really know. But instead of giving you a test, we're going to play a series of fun games that ask you questions about everything from history to religion to pop culture. Ready to play? Yep. Amazing. Our first game is called Emmet Emmet Sheker. Okay. Emmet Emmet Sheker. Emmet Emmet Sheker means two truths and a lie. You told us that your favorite holiday is Passover, which makes sense because Passover is awesome. But did you know that there are a ton of lesser known Jewish holidays, ones you may have never heard of in school? Sabrina and I are going to tell you about three Jewish holidays. Two of them are really and truly Jewish holidays, even if you haven't heard of them. One of them, well, is just a total lie. Got it. You ready? Yes. I'll go first. Ah, Passover, the most famous of the Jewish holidays. Did you know, Tessa, that more Jews participate in a Passover Seder than in any other Jewish event all year? Like, more Jews get together to eat delicious matzah and drink four cups of grape juice than fast for Yom Kippur or even light Hanukkah candles. But for some people, one Passover just isn't enough. For these hard partying Jews, there's always second Passover. That's right. Second Passover, or Passover Sheni in Hebrew, is a second chance to get your Dayenu on. 
It takes place one month after OG Passover on the 14th day of the Hebrew month of Iyar. What do you say? One more chance at some delectable matzah pizza? Matzah pizza, yum. But how about tuba off, or as I like to call it, Jewish Valentine's Day? We don't need Hallmark cards and boxes of chocolate. Why would we when we have this ancient holiday during which young Jews would put on white clothing and go dancing in the vineyards? This romantic celebration was a chance for young people to meet each other and fall in love. In modern times, it has become a popular day for weddings in Israel, which may or may not take place in vineyards. Hmm. Well, let me know whether or not this one sounds fishy to you. It's Rosh Hashanah Ledagim, or New Year's for the fish. Fish were incredibly important in ancient Israel, a country surrounded by huge bodies of water, the Mediterranean, the Sea of the Galilee, the Red Sea. Some of the ancient tribes who lived in the land alongside the Jews even worshiped the fish as gods. While Jewish people never went that far, they wanted to give those little fishies the honor they deserved. Every year on the fifth day of the Hebrew month of Shvat, Jewish people would go to the water and throw flowers, honey, sometimes even jewels into the water to thank the fish for keeping them fed and happy. So Tessa, yeah, which one do you think is the big old lie? Passover part two, the Jewish day of love or fish new year? Probably fish new year because it sounds too crazy to be true. Winner. Yes, you're right. Fish New Year is the Sheker. Too bad. I've been perfecting my fishy shofar blowing. <laughs> uh, second Passover was designated as a holiday for all who were unable to bring the special Passover sacrifice on the right day during the time of the ancient temple in Jerusalem. They got a second chance one month later. And Tuba Av was a holiday marking the beginning of the grape harvest in Israel, during which young people would dance in the fields in their finest white clothing, hoping to meet the loves of their lives. Today, it has come back as a day for romance and love in Israel. Tessa, ready for our second game? This one is called Prayer or Pop Song. This is gonna be funny. (laughs) Prayer or Pop Song. The Bible is filled with stories you know well, like Noah and the Flood and the Ten Plagues. What you might not know is that the Bible also has tons of songs and lots of poetry in it. And some of these are pretty wacky. This game is simple. We're gonna read you the lyrics of two songs. One of them is the lyrics to a famous pop song. The other is straight from the Bible. Your job is to tell us which is which. Ready to rock? Yeah. Okay, here's your first song. When I behold your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and stars that you set in place, what is man that you remember him? Mortal man that you notice him? Mm. Ooh, and here is your second song. I know I can't take one more step towards you because all that's waiting is regret. Don't you know I'm not your ghost anymore? You lost the love I loved the most. Okay, Tessa, any guesses about which is the prayer and which is the pop song? The first one that you said is the prayer. Winner! Tessa, great job. The first lyrics are from the Book of Psalms, one of King David's songs declaring the greatness of God. My lyrics are from Jar of Hearts by Christina Perry. Frank, I hope you bring me a Jar of Hearts next to Bob. (laughs) You can bet on it. Tessa, want to do one more? Okay. (laughs) Here's your first song. I will pursue, I will overtake, I will divide the treasure. 
I'll fulfill my desire. I will bear my sword. Ooh, sounds serious. Okay, here's your second song. After all of the stealing and cheating, you probably think that I hold resentment for you, but you are wrong. Because if it wasn't for all that you tried to do, I wouldn't know just how capable I am. Okay, Tessa, which one is from the Bible and which one do you maybe recognize from the radio? Probably the, the first one is from the Bible and the second one is from the radio. Winner! Yes, you got it. Frank's lyrics were from the song of thanks that the Jewish people sang after they safely crossed through the Red Sea as they escaped from Egypt and Pharaoh's army. Mm. I, on the other hand, was reciting the lyrics to Christina Aguilera's fighter. Tessa, we have one last game and it's a doozy. (laughs) Okay. Duck, duck, goose. Uh, No, Sabrina. What does that have to do with Hebrew school? Hey, a gal can dream. You are looking at the 2019 duck, duck, goose champion of Camp Ramah. I can take you all down. Whoa, Sabrina, I'm, I'm sure you can, but Tessa isn't here to take your duck, duck, goose crown. You best believe she isn't. No, I was talking about Maze. Maze. Maze is Hebrew for what is this? We are trying to identify the right Hebrew translation for an English word. Sabrina and I will both give you an option, but only one of us is telling the truth. I had a nice walk outside earlier in my garden, and I was inspired to talk about one of my favorite little critters. Today, the word we are trying to translate is ladybug. Sabrina, do you want to go first? Sure. As strange as it sounds, the way you say ladybug in Hebrew is parat Moshe Rabbeinu, which means Moses's cow. (laughs) I didn't know Moses even had a cow. I mean... How did he carry it up Mount Sinai? Did he milk it throughout the 40 years the Jews walked through the desert anytime he got thirsty? I guess ladybugs and cows have spots, but beyond that, I don't see a connection. As crazy as that sounds, the real word for ladybug in Hebrew is even weirder. A ladybug is an afshel machshefa, a witch's nose. I mean, witches can come up with all sorts of crazy spells, but why would they want a ladybug for a nose? That doesn't even seem practical. Well, (laughs) honestly, it's hard to believe that either one of these is the real word for ladybug in Hebrew, but one of us has to be telling the truth. Tessa, what do you think? Is a ladybug Moses's cow or a witch's nose? Probably Moses's cow because witch's nose seems way too crazy to be true. Winner! You're completely right, Tessa. The answer is Moses's cow or Parat Moshe Rabbeinu. Mm. This may sound crazy, but apparently lots of languages have similarly strange names for the little bug. In Russian, they call it God's little cow. In German, they call it heaven's little child. And in Turkish, they call it good luck beetle. Really makes you wonder why stink bugs got the short end of the stick. Ooh, I I think the timer on my oven went off. Oh, you know what that means. I'm afraid to ask. Your hot dog, peanut butter, and marshmallow fluff sandwich is ready. I made it just how you like it. Frank, I I really don't know how to get it through to you that I will not eat hot dogs with peanut butter and marshmallow fluff. It, It sounds awful. It sounds horrible. Besides, everyone knows that the only toppings you should eat with hot dogs are melted gummy bears and pickled herring. (laughs) And anyways, that was not the oven. 
That was the bell telling us that Hebrew school is over. Thank you so much for playing with us, Tessa. Bye. Yes, thank you. And if you kids listening at home want to play too, and if you're between the ages of 8 and 12, email us at hebrewschool@tabletmag.com. Until then, class dismissed. Hebrew School is a podcast from Tablet Studios. It's hosted by me, Sabrina Friedman. And me, Frank Spiro. Our producers are Josh Cross, Sara Fredman-Ader, and Robert Scaramuccia. Special thanks to Stephanie Butnick and Liel Leibovitz. Please go subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and rate and review, too. For more about this show and all of the Tablet Studios podcasts, visit tabletmag.com slash podcasts. Shalom, kids! That was a great face you were making there, Tessa. <laughs> Why were you making it? <laughs> I just felt like licking my nose for a second. I used to be able to do that too. I can't. And no, I can't quite reach it. <laughs>